Before we roll on, though, Berkey, very pleased to say we are joined on the line by Olympic Games gold medalist, uh, former canoe athlete and the Deputy Chef de Michon of Australia's Paris 2024 Olympic Games team, Ken Wallace. Ken, a very good morning to you. How are you? Good morning. Great. Really good. Really excited. Huge year across the Olympic Games movement with the Paris Olympics in July of this year. But ahead of that, there's a Youth Olympic Games in Gangwon. The Pacific Games was late last year. Um, the Youth Olympics in Gangwon, a great opportunity for some of Australia's best young athletes to get an idea of what it's like to be at those major multi-sport events. Um, what sort of teams Australia sending uh, to, to the Games there in Korea? It's going to be an exciting week. We've got Ramon Cooper, who is the uh, chef de mission of that team. He's going to be uh, taking over 48 athletes to South Korea um, starting at the end of this week, uh, competing in eight sports, 32 females, 16 males, aged between 14 and 18. But the exciting part about this Youth Olympic Games is already we've had 10 Australian youth team members go on to compete at the Winter Games. So as you said, the experience that these athletes get at the at these mixed multi-discipline sports and big events like this just goes on and, and it shows that they can compete at the highest level. What about it's the honor, be incredible? I was going to say, Ken, what about the honour of, of of wearing the green and gold at, at such a young age? I suppose that's a gives them a, a good motivation to reach the big times. Oh, it's huge, and and at the winter games as well, you, you get those five rings on on your on your shirt, on your tracksuit. And it's huge. The green and gold, and then you add those five rings over the top of it. Yeah, that's something that you're going to hold on forever in a day. And it's just, it's, it's addictive. You want more. And so you want to compete at, at more games. So the the honour of, of wearing that green and gold is huge. And, and you don't actually realise how many people are actually watching. And, and when you're competing, you, a lot of the time you're just doing it. You know, the, the first time you might be doing it for yourself, but then you come home from those first games you realise how many people that it's actually affected and, and how many people have been cheering you on and riding that emotional roller coaster with you and, and you just want to do more of it after that. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing these athletes, you know, compete at winter games in, in years to come. Great opportunity for a number of our athletes last year, or late last year, with uh, the Pacific Games in the Solomon Islands, a team which you led. We loved catching up with Connor Murphy, a triple jump athlete, last week on the show. What was that experience like for you and, and the team that Australia sent to the Solomon Islands? The Pacific Games is huge. Five and a half thousand athletes across across the region. You know, for, for us, we only sent a team of 72 athletes, but the athletes that we took there had an amazing experience in sometimes were some challenging conditions. It was really hot. Uh, there was a, you know, there was a, um, some challenges getting to venues, but at the same time they overcome all of them and competed incredibly well to the point where we got, uh, boxing qualified for the Olympic games. We'll send our biggest boxing team ever to Paris, uh, archery, Ryan Tyak, who was our flag bearer at the Pacific games. Uh, help qualify in the teams event there, so yeah, it's huge that we've um, that we've gone to Pacific Games, but it's also big for the Oceania region as well. That yeah, we we want to bring as long, as many Oceania countries along with us, and by Australia coming to, going to those games, it, um, a lot of countries will look at Australia and they'll look at some of the professionalism and, and some of the warm ups, and even down to the detail of that, and it it just takes it to that next level. In a very friendly games, though, um, we definitely don't go there, and we we don't win mm. everything. 
that's there. Um, we go there and we're, we're just a part of it and we're happy to be a part of it. We, we love being at the Pacific Games. Ken, tell me, uh, take me through your, uh, I suppose, change from athlete to now uh, management, if you call it that, uh, uh, in, in your role of being able to uh, help out the, the athletes now, having been there and done that. How have you found the transition? Uh, the, I have actually really enjoyed the transition across it. I think I was one of the lucky ones that I was really content with my sport. Um, I was worked hard enough and I was lucky enough to compete at three Olympic Games myself and, and a few medals across that. And and so when I was you know, getting towards the end of my career and uh, my family and we're having kids, and I was very happy to to move on and to I've had some incredible experiences and I want to help other athletes share and find those own experiences for themselves. So I found that transition fairly easy. Like I competed in Rio, got a medal there, but then by Tokyo, I was there as deputy chef for the Tokyo team. And um, I've now got the honour as well under Anna to, uh, and along with quite a few other deputy chef commissions as well to go to Paris. And our, our job really is to get the athletes to the start line um, in the best possible condition that they can be in. So the athletes have got a job to do, and we can't make them do that job any better, but we can help them get to the start line in the best possible condition. So that's our that's our role there, and it's how long's a piece of string, really? Mm, yeah, exactly right. Um, tell me, quick turnaround, though, from Tokyo, the, the three-year turnaround rather than the four-year cycle, has that been... Uh, has that affected any athletes uh, or been advantageous for some of the athletes, perhaps who are the older crew that were looking to go again? I think it's been very advantageous for quite a number of people, the quick turnaround. It's, now, the, the Olympic Games is a very much an emotional roller coaster, but it's, um, the quick turnaround means that if you're paddling or if you're running and swimming, any, any discipline, if you're doing that really well three years ago, Odds are you're doing it pretty decently now still. So the quick turnaround's really quite good. Um, we're looking at sending you know, that 460 to 480 athletes across to Paris. So it's going to be quite a quite a large team. Uh, we've got three selected so far, which is mm-hmm. really exciting. Um, open water swimming, Chelsea Gubeka, slalom athlete, so Jess Fox, and in sailing, Brianna Whitehead. So... They know that they're already going, but the real challenge for a lot of our athletes is coming up in the next few months and in actually making the team. And in some ways, making the Australian Olympic team is probably some of the hardest races, the hardest competition Mm. that you'll get to do. We don't put uh, tags on how many medals are expected anymore and and for good reason and understandably so, but how strong a team are you expecting to see and and some of the athletes who are performing at their very best around the world, not just this year, but in in the years most recently? Yeah, definitely. We definitely don't put um, how many medals that that we're going to win. Obviously, we want to win medals and obviously the athletes want to win medals as Mm -hmm. well. But what we encourage and what we want to see out of the athletes is their is their best, mm-hmm. their personal best, or the best that they can possibly do on that day. And a lot of the time, that generally results in a medal as well. And if it's not resulting in a medal, it's resulting in an incredible experience for that athlete that's going to want to come back and compete and, and do it again or, or potentially 
you know, for some athletes, they're going to retire after these games, but they're going to finish on an incredible experience. So we, we want them to have that. Uh, we had 99 athletes come home from Tokyo with medals yeah. out of a, a team size roughly the same. Yeah. Um, but saying that, we, we're not, the medals aren't, aren't in because there's plenty of athletes out there that, that are going to get a fourth, they're going to get a fifth, they're going to get a tenth. And I encourage any person that's ever watching a screen or watching a, any sporting event to not look at the medals that, that as athletes are going to win, but look at the faces and the emotion in those faces that, the athletes competing and that's where the real medal is and that's where and you can see how much it actually means to them for that and, and that emotion in that face i was going to say ken right i picture this uh, you've got the chance to address the athletes uh, um you know it, it is an incredible as you said an incredible um goal just to get to the olympics uh, in the australian team do you start out your uh, your speech by saying back in my day <laughs> <laughs> De- definitely not definitely not i i try to not refer back to my days whatsoever but it also helps me understand what the athletes are thinking and what they're actually going through um you know, in tokyo i remember having conversations outside of rooms at you know 10 11 o'clock at night and then we'll be up first thing in the morning chatting with athletes and and sometimes it's the conversations on the side that are probably the most valuable and the most important. Yeah. The ones that, you know, we, we can stand up and we can tell people how good the Olympics are and what, a, what an experience it is, but they need to experience it for themselves. Our, our role is just to help them along in that journey to, to get there. So it's, um, yeah, I definitely don't start off in back in my day. <laughs> Mate, I'll be no good then. <laughs> <laughs> Um, very good, Ken. We, look, it's a huge year and we know what goes into it and, and love getting an insight into just how big a logistical exercise it is for the Australian Olympic team and the Australian Olympic Committee. Uh, some new sports, breaking, sport climbing, skateboarding's there, surfing's there again. Now, that is a trip that I'm sure a lot of people will be looking forward to, heading out to Tahiti to cover a couple of days of surfing and on weather watch, but it's a, it's a fair way from Paris. So um, any decision as to who's splitting that time? Is that one you put your hand up for? <laughs> I'd love to put my hand up uh, for that one. It's uh, it's going to be yeah, that, that's going to be quite an experience. And if the surf's on, yeah, it's going to be um, it's going to be really exciting. I know World Surfing Games are coming up, and Australia's going to try and qualify a couple of extra spots there as well. And so already we're we're sending a big team, big big surfing contingent over there, in, especially in comparison to some other countries. Um, but yeah. I, I'd love to put my hand up for that one, but um, I think that I'll be in Paris whilst that's on. Good on you. Ken, thank you very much. I uh, appreciate your time. Good luck for the next few months and, and everything heading into Paris, and hopefully we'll catch up again soon. Sounds good. Okay. Cheers. Thanks a lot.